Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, along with gorgeous. She's a little bit more gorgeous this morning. Gorgeous, Kimberly Rose. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. My, uh, I'm not sure what could have possibly happened between this week and last week, but thank you. I love that. Oh, my goodness. Any Hello, girl, everyone. Every girl out there is going, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, you know what? It's, it's uh, Breast Cancer Month. Yes. We have already started uh, filling up the funnel with research regarding cancer. Mm -hmm. We went to the Women's Expo last weekend, the Arizona Ultimate Women's Expo. Yes. Well attended, enjoyed it 100%. We got on stage. Kim and I, yes, we actually did a presentation, you know, kind of like a mini show uh, for the audience. Uh, Made some good connections. Yes. Maybe got her a little nervous, a little embarrassed. Oh, gosh. Let me just say, I took... Probably, I don't know, I want to say at least 30 milligrams of CBD <laughs> before I had to get on the stage because I was a little nervous. Uh, first time on a stage, it's a little different when you're in a podcast room just talking to a camera. Um, but we met so many wonderful people, and um, just the women were so curious about CBD. A lot of them had already been on CBD. Um, so the the show went really well. I was also uh, encouraged that there were, what, seven, eight vendors, CBD vendors there. Yep. So yep. I feel like the movement is happening yeah. in a real, like real movement, not just, oh yeah, I've heard about it, but I've never really, you know, done anything or, you yeah. know. So I thought it was great. Yeah, we got a chance to talk to a cancer survivor who was uh, part of Ground Zero at 9-11. Yes. And, oh, yeah. his story was. Yeah, his story was, uh, you know, the, the traditional wasn't quite doing it. Uh, and when he turned to cannabis, he went in complete remission. Yeah, well, I want to really have him on the podcast because sure. he has a, a just so much wonderful information. Yeah, just a kind of shout out. Appreciate you sharing. So let's uh, let let's let's go on. Let's uh, we have a we have a lot of new information to share today regarding the clinical reviews Good. that have surfaced since the last time we've done a show like this, which would have been last year. It was last October. We did it again. For Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yeah, I want to first start with, uh, I was quite surprised that I didn't see any human trials. Still. Yeah. And, well, maybe. and as I read through these very, very lengthy reviews, which, which, which seems to be that's all they want to do right now, are reviewing of data and then still reporting on animal studies, but nobody wants to do the human trials yet. And I think uh, after thinking through it, uh, and I, again, got very frustrated with it. After thinking through it, I'm thinking it's still because of DEA. It's still because THC, marijuana, is still on the Schedule 5 list. 
Oh, the well, Schedule One list. Yeah, that's definitely got to be a well, part of it. Well, with you guys, so do a little bit more. So you knew that I I know these kind of things. A good human trial is in, has a price tag in the area of about three million dollars. Right. Who is going to invest three million dollars if there's the risk of somebody knocking your door down and taking everybody and taking them off to jail? Yeah. I don't know too many people that would. I don't know any doctors that are going to risk their career on this. It it just that that's the only conclusion I can come up with. Hey, or somebody's protecting trademarks, I you know patents and such. I don't know. I mean, I guess I went in a, in a, in a different direction. I thought maybe everybody's just been so consumed with you know, COVID and the coronavirus uh, and, and solving those issues yeah. that um, maybe they're just, I don't know. That's that's reasonable. I, I don't know how yeah. that world works. I don't yeah. know how they divide it all up and right? who decides to do what and all that stuff. But <laughs> I I went to the nicer side. Uh, um, well, that's but normally what you do. Yours is probably extremely founded yeah. that... Um, you know, again, yeah. because THC has not been released. Yeah. Well, what we have here is we have two very well put together professional review, clinical reviews that we'll be sharing with you. One at the first half of the show, uh, the other more credited uh, at the second half. Good. Both of them very good outcomes, very promising. Okay. Now... And, and you'll appreciate them both. I'm positive. But you know what? I wanted to go in a little bit of a history. I thought that for those who are listening, maybe to understand cannabis just a little bit more. Because when we're talking to people, you can t- you can sense they're like, where where did this come from? Where where is this CBD? What 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 brought this into my world? Why is it in front of me everywhere I go? Well, let's start with yeah. hey, cannabis use has been reported. As far back as 3,000 years ago, it was introduced to Western medicine in 1839. A surgeon who learned of its medicinal properties while working in India and British East India, he was promoted. Uh, he was it, it was suggested for its analgesic, sedative, anti-inflammatory, anti-spasmatic, and anti-convulsant effects. So 3,000 years ago. Now, interesting, in 1937... And, right, but that's back when they didn't have... All they had was plants. Right. That was really that's all you true. had was plants. That is, you had to find what worked. It was more Eastern medicine than anything. Yes. So in 1937, the U.S. The US Treasury Department introduced the Marijuana Tax Act. This act imposed a levy of $1 per ounce for medicinal use of cannabis and 100 per ounce for non-medical use. Now, the American Medical Association, AMA, opposed this act. The AMA believed that the objective evidence that cannabis was harmful was lacking at that passage of the act and would impede further research into medicinal worth. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. And this was back in 1937. Okay, here comes along 1942. Cannabis was removed from the U.S. pharmacopoeia because of persistent concerns about potential cause to harm. That was in 1942. In 1970, with the passage of the Controlled Substance Act, marijuana was classified by Congress as a Schedule I drug. That was in 1970. This Schedule I is distinguished as having no 
currently accepted medicinal use in the United States, like other ones, heroin, LSD, mescaline. All right. Well, despite this designation as having no medicinal use, cannabis was distributed by the U.S. government to patients on a case-by-case basis under the Compassionate Use Investigational New Drug Program established in 1978. <laughs> that sound familiar? <laughs> wow. Right? Yeah. Now, the main psychoactive constituent of cannabis was identified as Delta-9. Here's another drama piece. Listen in. In 1986, an isomer of synthetic Delta-9 THC that they got from sesame oil was licensed and approved for the treatment of chemotherapy. Might I suggest we had two shows ago an understanding of what an isomer is. That is an identical model, molecule, a, a, a model of the molecule. Mm-hmm. They synthetically designed a model, a, a, a molecule that replicated the Delta 9 THC and then went and got it patented and and approved, and they're making tons of money out of it. Mm-hmm. But yet, that molecule still sits on a Schedule One drug list of having no medicinal value at all. No, no medicinal value at all. Anyway, I just want. Anyway, that drug was called Dronabinol. Uh, it was also, uh, let me see here. Let's see, another important cannabinoid found in cannabis is CBD. This is a non-psychoactive cannabinoid. Uh, The first cannabinoid receptor, CB1, was discovered in 1988. Wow, that doesn't seem very long ago, does it? No, And then the second one, was the CB2 receptor, wasn't discovered until 1993. All right, you can see why I wanted to share this history. Yeah. Uh, every place I went, there were pieces of, hey, in, other, in order to do this review or this study, let's talk about where this came from. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it would be interesting to share that with everybody. Do you think they can, they'll be able to go in, I mean, because that's what they're doing, right? They're going into cells now in the body. Yep, yep. And finding all of this wonderful stuff that, I mean, just technology alone yeah. just didn't know back in the day. Right, they didn't have the abilities. So mm-hmm. you can imagine what the abilities may be 20 years from now. All right. Yeah, it's fascinating to think through that. Yeah. All right, let's get through this very first one. This is from the, Natu- the National Cancer Institute. Okay, so can't get much more legit. Nope. Uh, this was, uh, I would say... It was December 2020, so what was that, eight months ago? Yeah. Yeah, eight months ago. It says cannabis and cannabinoids, which it, and then it says PDQ. What PDQ means is physician data query. This is a physician data query. You can find this uh, at cancer, www.cancer.gov about cancer treatments, so forth. And it is the use of cannabis and its components as a treatment for people with cancer-related symptoms caused by the disease itself or its treatment. Okay. All right. Potential. The potential benefits of medicinal cannabis for people living with cancer include the following. Antiemetic effects. 
appetite stimulation, mm -hmm. pain relief, and improved sleeps. How about as a report on anti-tumor effects? One study in mice and rats suggested that cannabinoids may have a protective effect against the development of certain types of tumors. They're brought here. They did go into more detail, but again, these studies are long. I'm doing my best to summarize. Yeah. It says, decreased incidences of benign tumors, polyps and adenomas, and other organs like mammary, gra ma 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 mammary grams, <laughs> I, this is best, right? <laughs> Uterus, pituitary, testes, and pancreas were also noted in rats. So a decreased incidence of benign tumors. Mm -hmm. Another study, Delta-9 THC and Delta-8 THC and cannabinoids were found to inhibit the growth of Lewis lung adenocarcinoma cells, both in vitro and in vivo. Okay. In addition, good. other tumors have been shown to be sensitive to cannabinoid-induced growth in inhibition. In other words, cells are learning how, are, are, their cells are getting back to proliferating or mm -hmm. dying off. All right. Cannabinoids may cause anti-tumor effects in various mechanisms, including induction of cell death, inhibi inhibition of cell growth, and inhibition of tumor angiogenesis, invasion, and metastasizing. So not only does it contribute to the mechanism of the cell not dying off anymore, so it'll contribute to it dying off like it's supposed to, also it helps in preventing it to spread. Okay, so your cell is designed to do its job and then die. Correct. And with cancer, it goes in there and it does not. It stops that function. It stops and continues to... Continue to do whatever, whatever it's doing. Whatever it wants if to do. If it is, uh, if it is uh, mutated, it will continue yeah. to be mutated. Okay. And it'll still divide and replicate. All right. CBD inhibited the survival of both estrogen receptor positive and estrogen receptor negative breast cancer cell lines, inducing apoptosis in a concentration-dependent manner, while having little effect on the non-tumor or genetic mammary cells. Other studies have also shown that anti-tumor effects of cannabinoids and preclinical models of breast cancer. I think that's one thing that I've always found the most promising is that it will go in and do what it needs to do as far as the bad cells, mm -hmm. but it'll leave the good cells in good condition as opposed to like a chemo yeah. that just has to go in and kill the whole thing. Well, yeah. So it's, and again, so this is, you know, from the National Cancer Institute. Cannabinoids appear to kill tumor cells, but not affect their non-transformed counterparts, mm -hmm. and may even protect that them from cell death, or mediated by the CB1 receptor. It also goes on to say, and in vitro study of the affected, uh, uh, 
of the effect of CBD on programmed cell death in breast cancer cell lines found that CBD induced programmed cell death. A little bit further in breast cancer. Yeah. I.e., we're Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to be able I to think share that's as always as... it's always important to for me uh, to be I I I prefer to be a preventative. I'm a preventative mind thinker. Yep. Uh, why wait for I mean nobody thinks about it until bam, there it is in I your know. face. Right. Right. Especially us women, we just go along our lives, we do our stuff, we, you know, have our babies, we do all the things we need to do, and then, but if you can be a little preventative in your life, why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And we've learned that uh, through, we have uh, a family member with the BRCA gene. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. That's why Adam's been on the, the show before talking about food and how important it is and how to be a preventative for all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, and I, I think we have other stories that we can share too. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I want to get through okay. the review or the sharing of this information that was, you know, again, only six months old, seven months old uh, from the National Cancer Institute. Uh, it, it goes on to say CBD may also enhance the uptake of cytotoxic drugs into malignant cells to inhibit proliferation of human cells. Now I'll tell you what that means. Yeah. The psychotop, uh, the, the drug they're talking about is the cancer treatment drugs. Okay. Uh, the, um, the, um, so everybody, go, well anyway, different types of cancer treatment. <laughs> what, what was it? The, obviously chemo and radiation. There you go, thank you. All yes. right. So those types of drugs, it suggests that CBD may enhance the uptake of those drugs into the cell. Okay. And inhibit proliferation of the human cell. Nice. Now, so it, it helps the drug, but also protects the cell. Yeah. Okay. Also, CBD together with THC may enhance the anti-tumor activity of classic chemotherapy, uh, chemotherapeutic drugs such as temozolomide and some mouse models of cancer. Okay. Again, not human trials, but mouse models. So they really are suggesting possibly that CBD along with, in conjunction with chemo might be very beneficial. Oh, always. 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 Adjunctive is used constantly in all reviews. So standalone and adjunctive. Adjunctive means side by side with cancer mm -hmm. or with uh, uh, traditional cancer treatments. But, you know, I will go into adverse effects so that there is a little bit of a discussion needed for that okay. to close that full loop up, okay? Gotcha. But I'm going to finish up with this first. Let's see. A meta-analysis of 34 in vitro and in vivo studies of cannabinoids reported that all but one study confirmed that cannabinoids selectively kill tumor cells. Nice. As reported by the National, the National Cancer, Cancer Institute. Institute. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. How about Antiemetic effects. Preclinical research suggests that emetic circuitry to tonically controlled by the endocannabinoids. 
I did know how to explain this, and I've gone too far, and now I can't really. Anti-emetic effects. I would have to be able to look back back up again. So I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Anti-emetic effects, and it was. It, it would absolutely make sense to you if I said it again. Uh, but he's gonna, I, he's I would got really the phone. have to. Yeah, okay. I would really have to look that up real quick. And I don't want to let it go. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask him if she would just look up uh, anti-emetic. All right. But as she's doing that, hey, we probably already know this one: appetite stimulation. Many animal studies have previously demonstrated delta-9 THC and other cannabinoids have stimulatory effects on appetite and increased food uptake. Why is this an issue? Cancer and cancer treatment can decrease your appetite, thereby causing weight loss. And that's not where you want to be when you're trying to heal. And so anti-emetic is a drug that is effective against vomiting and nausea. That's what it was. Duh. All right, guys. So sorry about the anti-emetic effects. So they're suggesting that cannabinoids will help with your nausea. <laughs> I knew it was something. It was simple. easy, and I know we got a prescription for it once, and we're like, what the heck is this stuff? All right. Okay. So they, they, now they discuss uh, cannabinoids uh, for the property of analgesia which is the inability to feel pain. Mm -hmm. Understanding the mechanism of cannabinoid-induced analgesia has been increased through the study of cannabinoid receptors, endocannabinoids, and synthetic agonists. Cannabinoid, cannabinoids produce analgesia through supraspinal, spinal, and peripheral modes of action, acting both ascending and descending pain pathways. Now, that is a very clinical way to say it affects the signaling of pain. Right. Okay. Yes, I went through a whole pain overview. Just to get a good understanding the other day, of it. Yeah, yeah. and yep. um, the spine is in control of all that wonderful yeah. stuff. Um, now, anxiety and sleep. The endocannabinoid system is believed to centrally involved in the regulation of mood and extinction of aversive memories. That's the anxiety side. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the endocannabinoid system has also been shown to play a key role in modulation of sleep-wake cycle. Yes. Yes. We all we know that it ha CBD helps so much with anxiety and, and, and sleep. Yeah. So, all right, so those are the primary areas of focus from the Cancer Institute. Now, the adverse effects are also discussed by the Cancer Institute. And those are, and I'll just read, because cannabinoid receptors, unlike opioid receptors, are not located in the brainstem area controlling respiration, lethal overdose from cannabis and cannabinoids do not occur. Remember, we, we talked about this when, when we were doing pets. Yeah, we were talking, yeah, we yeah, were talking about... It was about at the Women's Expo show, because we know a lot of women are, are very nurturing to their animals. And right. we had a conversation about THC overdosing uh, yeah. in your pet. 
Uh, but anyway, uh, however, cannabinoid receptors are present in other tissue throughout the body, not just the central nervous system, and adverse effects include the following. Hypertension, conjunctival injection, bronchodilation, muscle relaxation, relaxation, decreased gastrointestinal motility, and there's also a possibility for THC withdrawal, so which has its own thing, uh, insomnia, sleep problems, disturbance, restlessness, hot flashes, rarely, nausea, stuff like that. Uh-huh. Okay. So those are things that could occur while taking CBD? No, while taking what? cannabis. Oh. So these are likely going to be more... THC? THC-driven. Okay, because okay. I was going to say, how what? High yeah. blood pressure? No, that's not. No. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, anytime a study says cannabis, right. it always leans THC. towards THC. When they say cannabinoids, they re- lean towards uh, the, the CBD models. Uh, let's see. Cannabidiol, CBD, is an inhibitor of the cytochrome P455. Now, we've always talked about this. Mm-hmm. What that does is it metabolizes it affects the metabolizing rate of things that enter into your body. Let's take a pharmaceutical. So if it then it affects how much of that pharmaceutical your body is going to metabolize, mm-hmm. well, then if you alter it, you could either have more of that medication or less of it right. actually end up in your body. Uh-huh. Good. All right. So, so for CBD being an inhibitor, of the P45 enzyme because many anti-cancer therapies are metabolized by this enzyme. Highly concentrated CBD oils used concurrently could potentially increase the toxicity or decrease the effectiveness of these therapies. Could be a problem with conventional conventional cancer therapies. So... We already know what to say about that. You want to, if you're going to use them together, you want to make sure your clinical team knows. Yeah, just so make sure. So they can adjust or monitor right. as needed. I think uh, uh, the the individuals that I'm thinking of, they just get uh, a constant blood work done. Con- yeah, just make absolutely. sure your medicines That's are doing what, what they think. should be doing. But they don't... Uh, I haven't run into anyone that where their doctor suggests stop using CBD. Okay, my last one, uh, again, as reported by the National Cancer Institute, was since cannabis smoke contains, so these are people that are yeah. smoking right. the, the uh, organic material, since cannabis smoke contains many of the same components as tobacco smoke, there is valid concern about the adverse pulmonary effects of inhaled cannabis. Well, yeah. anytime you're combusting, right? Yeah. That's right. where the dangers to your lungs can occur. Um, I think that the cannabis world, both CBD and cannabis, has uh, developed um, products that you don't have to smoke. You can tincture THC. You, there's capsules. There's topicals. There's many different ways to take it. Yep. So there you go. So that is the physician data query by the National Center of of Cancer Institute. 
And the use of cannabis and its components as a treatment for people with cancer-related symptoms caused by the disease itself or its treatment. All right, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to pour into our second study, which is cannabidiol, which is CBD, as a promising anti-cancer drug. Okay, well... Bam. Yeah, I mean... Right? And this... this uh, review is only 10 months old. So both of these are fairly recent. Yeah, that'd be awesome. If we could actually find something that could yeah. help prevent yep. or I, even prevent. Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> sure. You can say anything you want today. Right. <laughs> and then when we come back, I think we're also going to share a couple of stories that we know. Yeah. Maybe to help people along with maybe connecting the dots a bit. All right. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. authentically heal naturally with canafil we have three unique blends for pain relief reducing stress and promoting healthy sleep visit canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping or if you're in arizona stop by our store in phoenix for personal consultation and product selection our friendly staff is here to help you all of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the com. That's info at the com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome, listeners, back to the CBD Ed Show. I'm here with Kim. We're talking about cancer. <sighs> yeah, it's troubling. It's only trouble. Well, I'm not saying it's only troubling. It's troubling because there, there, there's lots of great, wonderful things that have happened. Yeah, you know, but it's still here. Yeah, let's talk it's, about a few. So troubling, troubling for me is this. Troubling for me is just watching lives get turned upside down. Watching families just get uh, under so much pain. Uh, because of an event like this, so we have we have a few close ones. Uh, one of our team members, uh, his step his stepmother, yes, uh, had uh, an aggressive form of cancer. Uh, by the way, uh, was treated with a very high dose of CBD. I think she would probably openly admit she was doing uh, in the let's see a single dose of of. Uh, Canafil product 
a 4,000 is 133 milligrams per dose of CBD full spectrum. And I think she was taking one or two of those a day. I believe so. I, I've reached out to find out she has pancreatic cancer. And terminal. Yes. Right. Um, and they have, again, I don't have the details. Uh, we had them, and we have reported them in an earlier show, but we don't have them with us today. Yeah. But the decrease in the size of those tumor tumors inside of 40, 45 days, mm -hmm. phenomenal. Yeah. Even the doctor spoke of it going, I, what? What's huh? going on? You're in, right. yeah, you're, th this is, it, this is amazing. And all she is doing is the cb the That's the full correct. spectrum cbd yeah. and she is doing like a vitamin iv um yeah. once a week or once a month i can't remember but so she pancreatic cancer has taken one of our family family members quickly actually two yeah. uh so it oh, is yeah. right. nothing to mess with but we still so we're we're only talking about survivors for right now because that's uh, a little easier so yeah. we also have a, another family had a double by double mastectomy what do you call that uh -huh, mastectomy a double mastectomy mm -hmm. and in the beginning was was worried about taking cannabinoids because uh, this would have been maybe three years ago, and even then, just the the medical community just had not embraced it fully. Right. Uh, I can tell you that that person has been on it ever since. Yeah, and she she she's recovered. Yep. She's back to her life. She's now she did do chemo. She did all the right to get rid of it. It was an aggressive form. They went after it aggressively. I don't think anybody was going to change their mind, but. To keep it in recession, that's that's the belief. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we have, I mean, we have several. Again. Hey, it's what got us into this business, Wes. Well, your cancer. mother definitely yeah. is what got us in this business. And and for the show, we just really needed to, s just to spread the word. Yeah, just well. get it out there. So, yeah. So, Kim and I are, in fact, fighting. So, we are, we, we are soldiers. <laughs> and yeah, we do. We need people on this battle with us. We will fight it, and we have. And we've gotten kicked in the nut, punched in the gut. Yeah. And we will continue to fight uh, because we both have children. Uh, and yeah, and we need the future to be uh, a better place than we were. How about just not taken over by commerce because there's money in it? Right. That's it. Nothing yeah. else. Nothing else. So, yeah. So yeah. hey, you know Kim and I are getting stronger. We are, and we are. We're not going to stop the fight just because you yeah. know we get our hands smacked every once in a while. We'll say, okay, well then we'll follow the rules, kind of sorta, and we'll. But you have to spread the word if there's something out there that yeah. can actually Everybody's, help naturally. Everybody's done a good job so far. Yeah, yeah, they really have. But yeah, certainly uh, always pass our show on. It does have a self-serving. Uh, benefit to you. It really does. Yeah. Keeping us out of that. Uh, well, I mean, Big Pharma has it already. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, theirs is 50 grand a year. You know, if you keep it on the shelf over the counter, you're $500 a year. Yeah. And you go to 50,000 a year, and I'm telling you, you just removed 70% of the population. Right. And that did nothing for cancer. No, no. And, and, and did nothing anyway. for the people. Yeah. Anyway, so okay. yeah, so yeah, back to back to back to this study. Cannabidiol, a promising anti-cancer drug, 
This was reviewed and published just 10 months ago. The Department of Biomedical Science, New York Institute of Technology, and the Department of Internal Medicine, the Cleveland and Cleveland, Ohio. Really well put together study. So Another let me just one. yeah, let me put together some of their highlights. Oh, good. Yes. All right. Thank you. Again, lots of lots of data here, but let me get it uh, drilled down. Okay. The mechanism of action of CBD and its potential application in cancer therapy will be the major focus of this review. This review did hundreds of academic studies and scientific papers to examine CBD's potential as an anti-cancer drug. All right. While medical cannabis has sparked much debate, growing evidence suggests that many patients, including cancer patients, could benefit from its effects. The cannabis sativa plant, which, by the way, is the, is the uh, family that the hemp plant is in, has more than 100 different chemical compounds known as cannabinoids, each with its own unique functions. CBD, short for cannabidiol, is just one of those compounds, but is unique in that it possesses no psychogenic effects. This means it does, it does not cause the high that many people associate with marijuana, making it an attractive natural compound for cancer treatment. As a matter of fact, a 2017 study found that 25% of existing cannabis patients were already using it. Yeah. And they self-managing symptoms such as pain, nausea, anxiety, insomnia. 25%. So, okay, so they're saying uh, cannabis users are also incorporating CBD into their yeah. practice. See how high my pitch got? I know, you, you went up. Way up. <laughs> Super excited here. <laughs> all right, all righty, all righty. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. This is what they did. This team of researchers obtained 100% pure CBD from a commercial supplier. The team conducted preliminary investigations to test its effect on a variety of cancers including melanoma. Okay. The group wanted to do thoroughly detail CBD's current status as a potential cancer treatment or additive measure to other treatments like chemotherapy and radiation. Mm -hmm. the pap this paper details how CBD has been shown to kill cancer cells as well as prevent them from spreading throughout the body. It does this by binding to the cancer cell's cannabinoid receptors, proteins anchored on the surface of a cell that regulates inflammation, cell survival, and cell's ability to replicate. CBD also binds to another family of cell surface proteins called transient receptor potential vanilloids. vanilloids. These are abbreviated as TRPVs. And these regulate the amount of calcium within the cell. When CBD binds to the cannabinoid or the TRPV channels, 
protein expression is altered, leading to a buildup of free radicals known as reactive oxygen species and misfolded proteins. This buildup ultimately inhibits the cancer's ability to survive. Okay, so... I know, that's a lot. I won't go, I won't get that far into it again, but... I had to get that piece out. Uh, okay, if if I if I hear this correctly, so if you if you're there, your cell is there. Yep. There's cancer already there. Yep. It will back off and go. It'll be. It will like, not it, allow this cell. To, this cell will 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 uh will will die off. The, this, they, it won't be able to consume the cell and it become... Won't, it won't be able to replicate. It's just going to go bye-bye. Yeah. And it's not going to attack the other cells. Gotcha. Wow, that's cool. All right. One area of cancer research with increasing promising findings include glioma, a type of brain, brain cancer that made national headlines when Senator John McCain succumbed to it. Uh, the preliminary results for these brain cancers were compelling because CBD alone inhibited cancer cell and tumor proliferation. New studies using animal models and two clinical trials also showed promising anti-cancer results. By the way, just a reminder, this is a peer-reviewed, led by quite a quite a promising bunch of doctors okay right so this is what's so exciting is that it's actually like on paper it's actually yeah. in a document they're actually they're saying these words which what and it can't be it can't it's, it's got to be reviewed they're not going to let it go if, if another doctor goes that's full of crap yeah wait a minute give me this i want to see that those data points right, right right it doesn't make it public it doesn't get publicized until it passes all those. And again, it's an expensive ordeal. Right. Oh, anyway, let's keep going. Hey, so now they're going to talk about breast cancer. Okay, CBD's effects on breast cancer have been studied since 2006. Various breast cancer cell lines have been used to demonstrate a dose-dependent response to CBD. CBD-induced significant cell death after 24 hours. I can't show you. I can't show you a picture uh, on this radio, but this is a span of only ten days, and the cells were lit up by ultraviolet light, and over ten days, almost all of them are gone. Wow! Yeah, I right? mean, the audience that is live can see the little picture. <laughs> <laughs> right? Not that you can really see it. So, so just start joining us live. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Uh, let's keep going because we have a, still a lot more to share. Uh, let me get back to that. I'm almost there. Okay. CBD exerts an anti-proliferative effect on breast cancer cells through a variety of mechanisms, including apoptosis, autophagy, and cell cycle arrest. While the activation of CBD2 and the TRPV receptors were seen in cells, the effects was partial. More recent studies have found that the anti 
proliferative effects of CBD on breast cancer cells to be independent of the endocannabinoid receptors. So that means that now, they don't just need your endocannabinoid receptors, that they can still perform independently. CBD has been consistently shown to generate ROS. And yes, I had to find out what ROS meant. Return of function. So the, the cell was designed to proliferate. It was designed to die off. And when cancer hits it, it no longer will do that. And CBD has been consistently shown to get it to return back to its natural function, which in turn inhibits proliferation and induces cell death. I know I ad-libbed a little bit of that in there, but the last piece is still there. Yeah. All right. CBD exerts its pro-apoptotic uh, effects by down-regulating and there's a lot of enzymes here, TOR, AKT, 4-EB-IP1, and cyclin D. But I wanted, to I wanted to put that in there because this was a clinical process. All right, so anyway, uh, it down-regulates -re those while up-regulating the expression of PPAR, another enzyme, and its nuclear localization. All right, so at increased CBD concentrations or when autophagy, uh, autophagy, autophagy was inhibited, the levels of apoptosis increased. They further showed that CBD may coordinate apoptosis to autophagy through the translocation of, uh, translocation and clavage of another enzyme called Beskalin-1. Okay. All that, right. That All right. That was a tough just, paragraph. Just backing into the data. CBD has also been shown to inhibit migration, invasion, and metastasis in aggressive breast cancer, both in vivo and in vitro. Now, that sentence I can understand, and because, that sounds wonderful. And that is very, very, very key. So if they can further that into clinical human trials... Uh, and why they haven't really bugs me, but there we go. Okay. CBD may be a viable adjunctive treatment for breast cancer as it can sensitize cells allowing for potentially lower doses, dosages of such toxic chemicals to be prescribed. Nice. So less chemo. Yeah, that's that, and so less chemo means less toxicity Invasive. and less right. stress on your body. Right. Taken together, CBD has been consistently shown to be efficacious, efficacious in many breast cancer cells and mouse and mouse models when it comes to its anti-proliferative and pro-apoptic effects. While the mechanism of these effects may vary. At this point, there is an urgent need for clinical trials looking at the anti-tumor effects of CBD for breast cancer, and it seems to be the next logical step in the progression of developing CBD as a treatment alternative for breast cancer. Pretty I like that. Statement. I like that sentence. Urgent. We need to get on this train. Yep, yep. 
All right, so these researchers also encouraged because so far these results seem to back what science has previously shown about CBD. When used in combination with radiation or chemotherapy drugs, CBD has a synergistic effect on the cell lines, meaning it can help stop the proliferation of cancer cells that keep dividing and growing over time. Now, there's a conclusion here. Uh, the conclusion is, at the end of this 900,000-page study, anyway, as evidenced by the large volume of literature reviewed, CBD has demonstrated robust anti-proliferative and propoptic effects on a wide variety of cancer types, both in cultured cancer cell lines and in mouse tumor models. In comparison, CBD generally has milder effects on normal cells from the same tissue and organs. The anti-tumor mechanism vary based on tumor types ranging from cell cycle arrest to autophagy to cell death or in combination. CBD can also inhibit tumor migration and invasion. That's that metastasizing. And then CBD seems to disrupt the cellular homeostasis in both tumor cells as well as infiltrating cells leading to cancer cells, death and inhibition of tumor migration, invasion, metastasizing, and anagiogenesis. So I thought that was interesting. Let me just stop there for a second. So it disrupts cellular homeostasis. So when it recognizes it's not doing what it's supposed to, it doesn't want that cell to be back at, in homeostasis. It wants to disrupt it. And why would it want to do that so that it would go bye-bye? Yes. You're not doing... You're not what, doing what you're supposed to, so let me help you out the door. Let me get. Let me kick you. Okay. Right. The final step of developing CBD as an oncology drug is through extensive and well-designed clinical trials, which are urgently needed. Here, here. Yeah, that's we're awesome. In support, we're definitely in support of that. Well, I like that because one of my tasks this uh, this week was to listen to the show that we did last year or yeah. the shows because we did one on breast cancer and we did one on uh chemotherapy um and there really wasn't there just i mean there was a lot of research well, i shouldn't say there was a lot of research there was discussion of research on those podcasts but not really like a lot of promising like those sentences that yeah, say, right. it, okay, now it's really time for us to get out in front of this and figure this out. That's, I mean, that's all we can ask for at this point since uh, DEA or whoever doesn't want to release this plant. Um, so those studies can't happen. But it sounds like people are really that this has got to this has got to happen. I think this is an example of them pushing the edge of the envelope. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, if people read this, they're wondering why we're not doing clinical, right, or, or human trials. Mm -hmm. it, it, so I I would imagine that something like that is probably playing out. I mean, I read this, and that's the first question that comes to my mind. Uh, I'm sorry, why, why are we still in vivo and in vitro? Why, why haven't we moved off of animals and in, in the petri dishes and into human? 
Yeah. What's stopping it? Because nothing here suggests that there's a reason to stop it. No. Not a not a not one thing. Not one thing. And uh, why why well I know why. I, I I hear you when you say it's it's the bigger animals in this war. The, yeah. the bigger players in this war, or I don't want to even want to call it a war. Um they're just bigger than us. Mm -hmm. But although we're gaining. Oh yeah, we are gaining. Size. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, and one day we will be the George Foreman in the ring. <laughs> right? <laughs> we will not be the little tiny ding, ding. Uh, and uh, and, to, and for our listeners, yes, as Kim is saying, this is the reason to continue to spread. Now we'll do the work. You share. Uh, the more listeners we have, the more followers we have, uh, the more leverage we have. Mm-hmm. And shout out to all the cannabis um, podcasts. And thank gosh we have this type of a platform now because, you know, yeah. podcasting is fairly early in the world. And absolutely agree. So all you really had was maybe like a, a show that gave you a little bit of reference and that was completely squashed down by whoever. Yeah. Yep. So it's good to have this platform to be able to share good right. evidence. All right. So, hey, in closing, uh, hit us up on social media. Ask your questions. We will absolutely make this study, uh, either one of these studies, available to you. But if you have a loved one, please request because it's kind of cool to, to see the specifics here. You can even take a study like this to your physician. Yeah. And go, mm, I'm sorry, what about this? What's, what's, will you read through this and let's have another conversation, please? Yes. Like Stuff like that can work. Uh, always reach out to us, info at the cbdedshow.org. Uh, you can do that as well. So through our social media or through that email, either one, reach out to us. Join us in whatever way is more comfortable. Either share or participate in however you'd like. But we are going to fight. That's what we want to do. Right. And that's pretty much what I said at the right. show. CBD and the CBD Ed Show is going to be here. Yeah. All right. So let's say that's, uh, that's it for today's show. Uh, I hope we served you well today, and we will be back again next week to serve you again. Although, we can't tell you what the topic is. <laughs> <laughs> so, until we meet again, this is Ed. And this is Kim. Trying to make life better over here. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon.